Hello friends. I just want to let you know that there are going to be two episodes out this week, one today and then another one on Wednesday. So double the uploads this week. We're trying to get back on our Monday swing. Be exciting. Get ready for it. Party time. This episode's super, super serious, but the next one is the polar opposite. I'm talking about tiny homes, moving out of Seattle, all kinds of things. And yeah, this is the first pre-episode announcement. Now enjoy the second. Hi guys, just wanted to put a quick preface on this episode because we are talking about body image. We're kind of like referring to it from our own personal experiences, but of course that's a very personal topic and something that like, you know, I've only experienced life through my own life and everybody lives a unique life and, um, you know, we're both two white, yeah, skinny humans Um, we just wanted to clarify that we understand where where our perspectives are coming from mm -hmm. and the fact that we can only speak to our experiences while knowing that there is such a broad range of experiences that are going on in relation to body image and confidence um and also just like you know some trigger words were probably mentioned throughout this this episode Mm -hmm. um i tried to use them very lightly yeah um but my experience obviously there is some like disordered eating speak in this episode uh later on in the episode and yeah we can only really speak from our own experiences and it's not even that there's like a broad perspective it's that everyone's experience is unique and everyone's way of relating to life and our bodies are our connection to this realm i guess and um we only really can speak for our own and everyone's is completely unique i hope that this is helpful to anyone and everyone uh, because even though we share different experiences with our bodies we kind of are relating to the same problems yeah at the end of the day we just want everyone to love themselves <laughs> and the dogs dog are fighting <laughs> roger say hi roger look roger look look here he doesn't want to look over there Hey Tay, what's up? Oh hey Christy, how's it going? Pretty good. Yourself? <laughs> pretty good. Pretty good. <laughs> I don't know why, but for a minute, like I feel like saying yourself yourself feels like I'm something g- that somebody older than me might say. Yeah. So just no, I could see that. I, don't I know. could totally see that. Also, just, also just formal. For- remember when we lived in Australia and literally everyone just said, "How's it going? How you going? <laughs> How you going?" I mean, great, great phrase, if I'm honest. Used endlessly. Anybody listening from Australia, you guys have the best phrases. And you know it. Love your language. Love your language. (laughs) I mean, it's Australian English. It's great. Truly. I love, I love Aussie slang so much. And Aussies. And Aussies. All together. Yeah. Anyways, welcome to the show. Welcome to Intentional. I'm Christy. Welcome to Intentional. I'm Tay. And this is a show where we chat about living a more intentional life. Yeah. Be it in wellness, which we're going to talk about today, or sustainability, self-care, entrepreneurship on occasion, fast fashion. Yeah. Thrifting. Thrifting. Secondhand everything. Upcycling. Yeah. I'm just listing things Sustainability. All together. Yeah. Living more intentional altogether. Um, yeah. Today, I thought we would talk about self-confidence and body image and all that. Because it's definitely something that I've struggled with and just something like reflecting back, you know, 
I mean, life is different now that we have social media, I'm sure. But just growing up, I wish I had more conversations like this in my life. Yeah, to just like listen to and consume. And yeah. Know that you're not alone in, in the thoughts that we're all probably having. Totally. In one way, shape or form. Totally. You know? And also like a realization that like body, our bodies are like such a positive thing and thinking about our bodies is such a positive thing and being with our bodies is such an incredible and like magical thing absolutely yeah i mean our bodies are insane it's so what they insane do every single day like first off that is step number one is just like even endlessly regenerating cells totally and i think one of the really big things that helped me in like the beginning of my journey too is one of the struggles I had kind of with my body image was acne and like cystic acne and hormonal changes and stuff. And every time I got a pimple, like some of them now, they just amaze me. I'm not even kidding. I feel like I recently saw you talk about that on your Insta stories. I did. Like I, I, I had a really big one on my nose and, and now like granted, I don't get cystic acne the way I used to. Mm-hmm. So I will preface it with that. Um, for people who haven't been following for that long, they probably haven't seen or witnessed that so it's like what are you to say if like you don't get acne but I used to have like cystic acne when my hormones were kind of like all over the place in recovery and like not only my hormones but just like my lifestyle as well and um yeah I I feel like I started to realize more and more that every pimple and every imperfection is my body doing something for me without me even having to ask it like the amount of things that our bodies so do for us yeah. every day like that is your body's way of defending itself and keeping itself healthy and you know flushing out what it needs to flush out i guess and yeah like crazy you didn't even crazy. have to ask to do it you didn't even have to think about it yeah like ingrown hairs totally it's like your body just ejects that shit exactly it's, like, nope. it's your body's way of looking after you <laughs> What a way to start the show. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so we will get into body confidence in a little bit, but why don't we jump into our highlights of the week before we do that? Okay. Yeah. Okay. I mean, yeah. Best part of the week. Yeah. Um, Would you like to start or shall I start? Um, You can start. I feel like I just talked for a little bit, so. Okay. Um, (laughs) So my highlight of the week comes in the form of a handmade gift that i received from one of my brother's fiancés i don't i have no idea if anyone from my family listens to this (laughs) besides my sister but megan if you're listening thank you so much i already told you this i absolutely love it but she handmade me um it's a mask uh bead like necklace holder oh, the, carrier was, thing i saw yeah, it on your mask on my, earlier on my mask so um for those that are watching I'll, I'll give you a little show show i was wondering i was gonna but ask yeah, you all about it it's so incredible so helpful you just put it around your neck nice. and then when you're wearing it cute cute ass beads just dangle from your face yeah harrison just before thought i was wearing some cool earrings oh <laughs> <laughs> Then he said, our roommate, if you're wondering, he said, either way, fetch. (laughs) Nice. Um, But yeah, so I don't know. It's just like the little things just like really perk up your week, you know, and 
I feel like she's probably doing this partially as just like a creative outlet during mm-hmm. quarantine to keep her busy. And yeah, I mean, she literally just posted that she like made these on her Insta story and I messaged her and I was like, girl, so cute. Yeah. Like love that idea. And she literally just sent them to me. Like she had oh. my address and she sent me a couple. Yeah. That's and these nice. cute little bracelets too. Super cute. Yeah. I love handmade things. Me too. They just make the heart so warm. Me too. Yeah so that, that that's my highlight i was looking because you you came by the other day with it on and i was like i really like that i was gonna make a comment it's so but then helpful we just got carried away in especially like if like when we're walking around outside and like if no one is around me and i'm just by yeah. myself like I'll, I'll take the mask off and i'll let it hang and then the second i see someone mask just goes right back yeah. on i've been doing the thing too where like i just keep i'll put my mask around my ears and then just put it under my under my chin until like i need to have it on mm-hmm. so even sometimes i'm just walking around the house before i even step outside because in washington we are technically supposed to wear them even when we're just like walking outside Outside, at all times um and so i usually just have it under my chin and then like you know put it on my face if i need to but like if i'm driving goes under my chin it's just like not a good it's just not it's just not a great look it it choked like i've tried to do that before and one it chokes me and b it kind of like not to like dig on what you're doing but it kind of skews me out with like still the covid aspect of it because the whole point is that the covid sticks to the outside of the masky mask and doesn't enter and then if you're putting it under your chin that means the fabric that's on the outside is like scrunched up and is like on your chin right right next to your mouth so like you're breathing out onto the outside of the mask in theory then yeah and and the outside of the mask could like touch you right you know right enter you right. different ways yeah and so, i also I wonder know. like for this longevity and like sustainability of keeping the masks that i already have like i'm probably yeah, stretching, stretching the out ears. the ears yeah that's what i think about every time i'm like i don't this is one of my favorite masks i don't want to stretch out the ears yeah definitely um, so yeah mask holders i nice. mean super it's like simple it's literally just like clasps at the end of a string of beads yeah is how she created it it's like a croaky but for your mask instead of for your sunglasses oh i was like what the heck <laughs> it's a croaky it's a croaky i'm pretty sure that's what they're called like they're yeah the things that you put the only reason i know that is because i was an sorority in college and mm. learn something like new every day wait thing. i was about to say what does <laughs> just sunglass holders have to do with sororities it was just like the fratty thing yeah you know sure. anyways yeah um <laughs> Also, my parents used to wear them a lot in like the eighties. Yeah, no, no, I they're super love useful. sunglass holders. Yeah. I love them. I think they're incredible for yeah. all for sports, mountain climbing, water activities. Incredible. They, they really great. make sure your expensive sunglasses don't get lost. Totally. Um, never heard of a croquet croquis croquis. I've never. Heard, at least that's what I was told. What they're called? I'm sure. I don't know. Maybe that's maybe it's Canadian. Slang. I don't know. i'll look into it anyways (laughs) my highlight of the week is so i've actually had a pretty rough week and so like i was trying to think this morning before you came over of like what is my highlight of the week because i i don't have many things it was just like a rough week altogether. i mean i feel that yeah in several ways i think it was a rough week for both of us (laughs) um and i was i feel like my default is always you know, when I'm trying to write, like, there's always something to be grateful for, right? So if I'm always doing, like, my always. gratitude journaling, usually my default is, like, well, there was a couple sunny days this week. Like, that's usually my default. And I was going to say that. And then I feel like I don't want to default to my default anymore. Like, I want to put the effort in to, like, do something for myself to be grateful for, yeah. I guess. Yeah. Because it's just definitely been one of those weeks that, like, I 
when I'm feeling down, I don't necessarily have the motivation to do something nice for myself. So this morning I spent five minutes doing like a fitness or like just moving my body. It wasn't even like anything difficult, but like Mm -hmm. moving my body in a way that I wouldn't normally to just kind of like have fun and experiment. And like, I felt like doing it and I never do that. Can I ask what you did? Well, I just normally, so especially since COVID started, so our gym opened up. Right. Yeah. And so we've been going and honestly, I don't, I feel bad like hogging the machines, even though I do still kind of hog the machines a little bit, (laughs) but like I, there was definitely you are a person who pays for that gym there's no world where you're hogging it unless you're like spending extreme excessive amounts of time the stairmaster is my favorite thing ever and that's like something that i've found on my body confidence journey of like i'm not gonna force myself to do like any fitnessy things like i used to lift weights and whatnot because like that's what instagram told me to do i guess but i just don't enjoy that and i love just being on the stairmaster and like listening to a podcast and like I love that. Mm-hmm. And I do yeah. it for kind of a long time. Okay. But there's only one Stairmaster open at our gym right now because the other one's closed because they don't want people yeah. on next to each other. So there were only four people there this morning outside of me. And like I, I looked around and I made sure that nobody else wanted <laughs> Did you to survey get, the room? Like, like, excuse yeah. me, ma'am. Are you looking to <laughs> well, climb like, some stairs today? I was just like, I don't want to be rude. And I could tell, like, I stopped and I kind no, of looked around you, for sure. to see if people were, like, waiting for me to get off, you mm-hmm. know? And then I spent an extra five minutes on there just yeah. as, like, a, I kind of feel like doing this. So, like, I'm going to do it. Lovely. Yeah. Yeah. And that felt really nice. And then I showered and I shaved the bottom part of my legs because I didn't really have time to shave my whole legs, but I shaved the bottom part. <laughs> and I don't... see. Like, I'm not somebody with body hair that, like, really... <laughs> Like, I don't feel like I need to remove it all the time. Like, I kind of, like, go through waves of, like, I grow it out and I, whatever. I don't feel like I need to do that to be beautiful. So we're going to talk about body hair today. Yeah. But I, like, again, haven't really been doing that. So, like, I did that as, like, a little pamper myself Mm. thing. Oh, I love that. shaved the bottom of my legs. Mm -hmm. Didn't quite make it all the way up, but that's okay. And then I put moisturizer on, which, again, is something that I never do. Lovely. And it felt really nice. Yeah. So that is my highlight of the week. I just did a five minute thing and then i shaved the bottom of my legs <laughs> simple but i feel like in no, that a is week where i wasn't having a great week so real it felt nice there was one day i got so crazy that i <laughs> cut my nails cut my toenails wow shaved my legs wow squeezed my eyebrows wow and i think i might have slapped a mask on my face wow and i was like I felt like a completely new woman, truly. Right? Yeah. And it's like one of those things, like, again, like with body confidence and whatnot, like I used to feel like I had to do those things like all the time. No. Yeah. No, you don't. But also it doesn't mean that you don't have to do them at all. Yeah. It's you really know? just listening to your body what and whatever is feeling do. good. Yeah, totally. Like there's just this pressure of like, because of course, if I was like, you know doing nice skincare every single day or like a nice mask let's say like of Mm -hmm. course i'm gonna do like my regular like i typically put moisturizer on my face every day because i got dry skin absolutely you need to but like taking the time to do like a mask and like Mm -hmm. sit there and like have a little self-care moment of course if i did that every day like my skin would probably be glowing would it i also feel like it might it also might not be actually that good for sure my sister texted me and said that I shouldn't be rubbing coffee grounds all over my body every day. And right. I was like, 
I don't think I said that, but like, right, right, definitely not. Definitely good advice because you you do not over exfoliate totally. that skin of yours. Totally. I guess what I'm trying to say is like, of course, if I like, like I used to feel like I needed to shave my legs every day, for example, and yeah. of course, like if I did that, I'd be like hairless and whatever. But like, I don't need also to have skin irritation out. Yeah, yeah. The no, wazoo. I just do external body mini self-care well i also don't like the idea of self-care being like a marketed concept of like needing to put buy a product to like do skincare like self-care comes in so many different oh, forms but yeah, i feel like that's that just term, like one simple way that totally. like to achieve it but totally. self-care looks like so many different things i see self-care more as like a mental health thing rather yeah, than like absolutely. a physical what am i doing thing yeah does that make sense absolutely or like a self-care to me is more than just like a bubble bath yeah 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 it's a it's a whole like that bubble bath might bring you like mental health benefits and that's the importance of it it's not like the i just feel like the the beauty industry has like co-opted that term oh, to like yeah. sell products they're like have a self-care mm-hmm. night buy our they marketed face mask. It, they but it's totally like, marketed it you can't market mental health but also like <laughs> what if my form of self-care isn't putting a mask on like for some people yeah. it might not be it's, yeah and for absolutely me, sometimes not. it is sometimes it's not you know yeah oh no i mean t- yeah to be fair i I probably haven't put a mask on in like a couple months, truly. Right. Like no, I just sure. do my regular maintenance and yeah. however I'm feeling. But yeah. yeah. Anyways. Anyways. <laughs> so do you want to start with maybe like going over your body image like journey? Sure. Is that how we want to get into this? Yeah. yeah. Journey. Yeah. <laughs> Life. I mean, it is a journey. No, I know. Like, it, it just, it, the word journey is always so funny to oh. me because we're just like, we're taking this path but yeah it it has it i don't know if i would say like that it's been an extensive journey because i feel like hold on i'm trying to think of what i'm trying to say well, right now i will say i you know i of course especially with self-care it's like i and body image and whatnot like you can be struggling with something internally and other people have no idea but I've always definitely seen you as a very balanced human to begin with. I think so. Well, like, first of all, that, that is, that is, that is a very accurate? kind thing to say. I appreciate that very much. Thank you for saying that. <laughs> um, I do I do think that that is a, f- a fair assessment, especially when it comes to the body specifically, like body image and confidence. Mm-hmm. Um, that being said, I definitely within like the past like, you know year and a half and whatnot with like my health and like my health being directly related to my thyroid that definitely like has impacted just like I don't know literally like the way that I think and like my thought processes on a day-to-day basis so I'm I'm feeling a bit less balanced than I have been in the past Mm -hmm. um but that being said like that like in regards to like my whole journey I guess it really just like starts with your upbringing as literally yeah. everything in yeah. this world does i always like to say that our what we're doing right now is pretty much unlearning everything that we were forced down our throats totally. when we were children and we had no concept of of understanding that there's a wider scope of ideology um besides like the things that you were just told and i'm not even just saying like from like a family aspect but even just like the media and like you know like the culture and society that like growing I grew up in and you know many others grow up in and whatnot um 
just the culture of America altogether, United States of America. Like, mm-hmm. you know, there's so many different aspects to it. Um, so yeah, so that being said, like I grew up like when I was younger, I was like very naturally just like lanky and like skinny. So like you know, the things that were told to me growing up were like, oh, you're so skinny. And like my entire life was playing soccer. So like I was literally just like the athletic, lanky, skinny girl. And it's like that's not usually like any sort of negative association to that, you know. So I think like growing up, I always had this somewhat positive understanding of who I was in relation to my body and to my image so much so to the fact that I feel like it wasn't even really much of a thing that I like therefore was thinking about that much you know Mm -hmm. um I also like am the younger sibling and my older sister is about like five years older than me so like that's that's very significant so like when I was five she was 10 like those are like very different parts of your life like you know preteen years and being five years old what is that kindergarten first grade like yeah you know so um I definitely had someone like showing me and telling me the ways that you know like females like grow up and like you know what the images that are usually portrayed and whatnot um she was I always like looking around. out for you yeah definitely looking out for me but yeah. also like there is an element that I like look back and like I'm like lol like she like had <laughs> She, like, forced me to tweeze my eyebrows in, like, the Mm. fourth grade. She was like, no, I'm plucking your unibrow. (laughs) She's like, okay. You're like, what even is that? I was literally called caterpillar brows Mm. for a period of time. Like, it's real. Even these days, if I, like, really just do zero maintenance for, like, one month, I get some, like, like, it's... But then it's like, what's wrong with that? Nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So, like, and especially in, like, the fourth grade, like, what's wrong with that? But also, she was five years older than me and, like, in her own world of, like, you know, the tween years where she's like, no one wants a unibrow, so get rid of your unibrow. And, like... It's also crazy how much like the definitely like when we were growing up and I can't imagine what it was like in like the generations before us. But like the early 2000s, like the whole like Paris Hilton phase, like that's when we were growing up and when yeah. we were learning what beauty standards were. Oh, my gosh. And they definitely yeah. were less accepted. The early 2000s than they are now. The look is like to be rail thin same thing with the 90s wear low cut pants so mm-hmm. that like your hip bones were literally mm-hmm. visible mm-hmm. collarbones visible mm-hmm. like yeah you had to be white and blonde white and blonde Straight hair. yeah and i think that's actually something that still i think because like so growing up like my sister was blonde and like she fit, fit all of the stereotypes of that and i think that that like image affected me in a way that like I felt like she was the beautiful sister and I wasn't. Oh. And like, that's like, yeah, that's yeah. not a great feeling no. growing up. No. <laughs> anyway, sorry. Continue. Yeah. I'll get into my story later. <laughs> um, yeah. And then just like going from that. So like I had like this basis of understanding of like, you know, like what body image for I don't. I feel like I don't know how I'm trying to say. It. Like, mm. it's like the look that is like supposed to be achieved. I guess, like you know, like right, growing, the, like, like desired, yeah, beauty you know, standards. The s- desired standards of like, yeah, yeah, like shave your legs, don't have a unibrow, like X, Y, Z. Um, but then simultaneously, I was. I feel like I chatted about this last episode a bit, but like I was a super tomboy, and like I 
there's really no way to explain like why I had like these like strong drives to like dress the way that I literally wanted like my entire life Mm -hmm. um and so I like already like disassociated with what like society wanted to put on me because I was like okay well I don't want I'm not going to wear dresses because I don't like dresses like that's not going to happen and I'm going to put these boy shorts on and play flag football at recess and do whatever I want because you did like you shopped in the boys section too right I shopped in the boys section like I yeah I played sports all the time some like football early on too early on yeah male best friends yeah yeah i mean i've always had like my two girl best friends that i'm like still best friends with now but um yeah like growing up like yeah yeah i had like a friend story gets me every time (laughs) i don't even know what our label of our name of our group yeah there was um it was me and three boys and we were like the best of friends and like we would like play at recess together and like we would always sit together like classes and stuff and i mean <laughs> it's really not that funny it's just the first initial of all of our names and we were bjtd <laughs> the name of your group yeah well what was this like kindergarten a little bit older oh, yeah like, okay. yeah like i probably like i just hit, like, like see third the four grade. of you guys like walking yeah, together in like, fourth grade super yeah. like badass swag bjtd with, like, they had like frosted tips. Nice. Two of their moms oh, were hairdressers. Oh gosh, the yeah. times. <gasps> I wouldn't mind frosted tips coming back only oh, because absolutely. it's like, why not? Um, Harley currently wants to frost his tips. Can he do it, please? I mean, currently Incredible. unavailable, but yeah, I mean, I was trying to figure out if like I would be able to do it for him or mm. if we would have to like get it professionally done. And that's about as far as we got right. in that process. Right. But yeah, like literally the words frosted tips came out of his mouth and I said, we're doing it. I'd, I'd like to bring them back <laughs> just yeah. for the reason of like bringing it back. Bring it back. Yeah. It's a look. Also, um, did you see they, they revived the razor phone? razor has a new phone a flip a flip phone oh you know what i did see that yeah pretty cool yeah pretty cool um yeah anyways oh gosh so where was i even going with this i mean i guess just as far as body image like i i was always given praise rather than negative connotations even when i was given negative criticism i kind of complied and just was like whatever like i don't really care like would people give you negative criticism well just like you know having a unibrow like Mm. it's like an outside perspective of like what society deemed unacceptable at the time and it's i find it pretty funny because now like these days like i literally let my eyebrows grow as close as they can to each other and then i like do i pluck like just a little bit on the in between but it's like it, it it's whatever you want at the end of the day like if you don't like the unibrow look then sure pluck it but like if that's what grows naturally and you don't feel like doing anything about it and like Mm -hmm. you like the look then rock it and just like live your life kind of deal yeah so like that was definitely something like you know that eventually like i learned and i was like oh i don't need to shave my legs all the time even in elementary school so i have a question because this is something that i've struggled with in defining like so the shaving your legs thing just to begin with because every time i go to make a youtube video i go like about 
body removing your body hair which right. again like i was talking about at the beginning of the episode right i have a i struggle in like getting my words out and how i feel about it but then i also feel conflicted because i'm like so shaving my legs is not something that i necessarily feel like i need to do all the time so i feel like i have like a balance with it yet the beauty standards are still that women are supposed to remove their body hair right okay but i don't feel like i need to all the time but i also still do so like where's the balance with like the only reason i'm sure that i think it's a a a thing that i want to do is because that beauty standard is like just the way it is in the back of my mind like i'm sure that it's affected me wanting to remove my body hair sure i mean i'm sure there's a subconscious part about it but i mean have you ever sat down and like really just asked yourself like why am i removing this body hair I mean, like I, what is your why the only reason is i just like it yeah and like i was gonna say like but if, we, also, if we reverse back that question like i know why like i i don't always don't get me wrong i definitely don't always shave my legs like more times than not like and i'm talking like literal like months sometimes oh, if i don't sure. feel like it but we're in winter baby my jeans are on said, <laughs> like if i'm like working out consistently and just like sometimes i just like literally do not like how it feels like when i'm like sweaty and like my legs oh, to- oh my are God, touching yeah. each other and they're hairy and i'm like that's not my preference like i don't want to feel that and that being said i also hate shaving because i sometimes get like razor burn regardless of like the razor how whatever xyz Mm -hmm. so i have very sensitive skin it gets irritated easily so that being said it's like i'm not going to shave every day because i know i do not like that i know it irritates me it hurts me it causes me pain causes ingrown hairs like i'm not going to do that that doesn't align with my lifestyle Mm -hmm. um but if then i grow my hair out and it's causing me irritation in a different way then that's when i'm like oh so i'm just gonna shave my legs and also like i do like thoroughly love the feeling of when like your legs are hairy and then you shave it completely and you're in the shower and oh my gosh it's literally like that stupid razor commercial like (laughs) and like the water is just like flowing off your body and you feel like a dolphin swimming through the water i like the feeling of like putting body moisturizer on afterwards and then i'm just standing in my room like in my underwear and i'm like yes yes you're luxury i am a goddess yeah no like, that's exactly how I so feel. you know so yeah so like yeah. that's what it's gotta be like it can't be like right oh my god a boy is gonna see my legs like i have to oh, shave no. it like it, it that's also if anything i'm shaving you have my legs. to disassociate what another person is going to think of you because right. it's, it's at the end of the, the day it just doesn't matter i also will say like i shave my legs for myself yeah it's definitely not exactly. for my partner because <laughs> if it was then i would be doing it way more often also then like what shave your own legs if you don't like what my legs feel like totally like totally why do you like what your legs feel like but not what my legs feel like that makes no also i think to like i would never sit there like if a female identifying person wanted long hair on their legs like i'm not gonna sit there and judge that either no never because i'm like oh she feel she feels comfortable with that but again like so it's not it's not necessarily like a it's it's ingrained in like i have to do that like i don't think anyone has to do that but at the end of the day like i do still wonder like is it my preference because i started doing it because as a young person i thought that i had to do that to be beautiful yeah you know yeah well i mean i think i think that the way that you can analyze that is like is when you 
you start recognizing when you're shaving your legs. So like if Mm. you realize like, you know, you're about to like go to the lake and see a bunch of people or like right before a hiking trip where, you know, like your legs are going to be exposed and seen. Are you purposely shaving your legs at a time where maybe you like probably wouldn't have? Yeah. And then like so then if you're if your answer to that is yes, then maybe like, yeah, you still are kind of thinking about what other people are going to think about your legs because, you know, you're not really doing it on your own accord at that point. Yeah. So. okay, Yeah. Just like little things to like just like be conscious. Yeah. Just be conscious. Right. And all of your small and like at the end of the actions. day, if you do or don't want to do it, like do it because it's your body and yeah. like nobody else has a say. Yeah, and I was just gonna say this also like goes to literally a- hair on any part of your body. It could be your mm. oh, legs, sure. your toes, sure. your face, your genitals. Mm-hmm. Quite literally, it's all personal preference. And mm-hmm. you know, like if you have family members or other people commenting on it, like it's hard, but. You just got to go back to like understanding you're doing like understanding why you're doing whatever you're doing. Mm -hmm. You have a reason whether they want to hear your reason. That's that, you know, it has nothing to do with you. Like if they refuse to hear your reason, then, you know, that person isn't really showing the most amount of care that they could or compassion. I think it also comes back to like, you know, if if you want to wear if you are somebody who loves polka dots and you want to include polka dotted shirts in your wardrobe like that's your preference versus like for me personally like it's not my preference so it's not my wardrobe it's the same thing as like if you want to include shaving your legs in your life then it's in your life and if you want to include not shaving your legs in your life then it's your life like everything is personal preference it literally impacts the other person zero percent zero zero i feel the same way about like what i'm eating or drinking like i personally don't really like drinking alcohol that much same i rarely do and honestly in the times that i do part of it is societal pressure like that's still something that i i deal with it's not my preference to be drinking all the time and for no other reason than like it's not my preference totally and i've i've always felt like people think that i'm weird for that sometimes i do you know if i if i genuinely genuinely like want a glass of wine or a beer or whatever um then i i will of course have it um but i just it's not my preference and like the first thing that i want to do which is funny because i feel like last year we did a podcast where we were talking about drinking and i was like we make it sound like we're alcoholics but it's like (laughs) neither of our preferences like we really don't not i mean i probably drink more than you do these days um but like by drink more than you do i mean i'll have like one cider totally a night if that and like probably not even a night like well with like my partner like maybe we would do one cider a night or if like i'm by myself like i'll do like a cider like every couple nights or like a glass of wine yeah i think i'm gonna facetime with um one of my best friends from college tonight and we're gonna sip some wine and just chat with each other so like Yeah. yeah like just little feelings but it's like yeah, no, but neither of us are people who have, like, excessive drives no. to just, like, get drunk all the no. time. <laughs> like, if I'm drinking, it's, like, like once a month, especially during quarantine, might be pushing it. It's, like, definitely, like, once every few months, like, a glass of wine. I get cranberry seltzer at bars if, like, that's still happening. Like, you know, sometimes, yeah. like, we would, I would see, like, some friends at an outdoor bar area this past couple months and yeah i've definitely ordered myself some cranberry seltzer and just been like i don't care <laughs> yeah no i've been ordering like, tea that's free bars first of all they just give that to you yeah so thank you for the hydration and yeah. um I've, I've just been ordering tea yeah. a lot of bars have tea yeah. fun fact 
yeah so yeah really you just have to be confident in your decisions because you have to know that the decisions you're making come from somewhere like you're not just like unless and then that that's where a problem lies if you do realize that you're like just doing something because you're being told right you need to like have your your moral standby for whatever it is clothing hair diet like other people's but also opinions at the end of the day do not too, affect it i feel like overthinking things is never good either so it's just like if somebody asked you it's like why are you doing that it's like just because i want to you know what i mean like you don't have to like i feel like i've i've spent a lot of, like the same thing with like the, the shaving my legs question like that is a question that i've actually asked myself to the point of agony i'm like is it really i don't know and then i just get stuck in my head of like maybe it is the society making me need to do things <laughs> you know and then i yeah. overthink it like yeah, i feel like no. there is a balance of just being like i just like doing this but yeah. also i don't care what you want to do yeah you do your thing you know yeah totally totally i don't know i interrupted your story hardcore oh my goodness, there. yeah my whole journey i mean yeah like i guess that just brings us up to that was me for like many years of my life of just like you know like lanky athletic and then i like hit puberty and i guess i like grew into myself a bit more i wasn't so much lanky but i was still just like average size slash maybe skinnier than others and um yeah and then i feel like i went to college definitely gained a whole lot of weight but that being said I had such a positive I've like actually reflected on this before I don't even know if we've ever like really discussed this but like I definitely like gained a whole bunch of weight but because I had such like positive association with my body my entire life and like being an athletic person my entire life I just like literally didn't even think about the fact that like I was gaining all this weight and like Mm. that I was like actually in a very like unhealthy place and like the weight was just like representative of how my mental health was doing how like the food I was eating and the lack of movement my body was (laughs) yeah participating in it was just a culmination of all of it and so like I just like literally was blind to it and just allowed myself to like be a college person (laughs) doing you know some studying and a whole bunch of other extracurricular activities and um yeah I don't know I don't know I guess it like kind of came to a point where like my mental health definitely was like I needed to start having an outlet of some form Mm -hmm. and that to me came in the form of boxing and um then with that I was like holy crap this feels incredible is when I kind of like recognized like you know like that I was losing weight and I was like oh shit like I like then like looking at pictures I was like I look like a completely different person and the fact that like in that moment I wasn't even like thinking about how much my body has changed in like maybe a negative way just because of the reflection of what it w- was happening on the inside um to now it I, is definitely like a trip to me it's definitely right. like a weird a weird disassociation feeling maybe it was i yeah. have i'm not really sure um and then yeah that just kind of brings us up to the current is just like my i've i've figured out that my mental health is the best when i am physically strong and like that isn't 
saying that I want to be skinny or that like I need to lose weight. Like there was never like it's so hard because I want to say like I've never felt like like I had to lose weight because like that's not true. I feel like there's still like those parts of like society definitely ingrained in me where like even just with this coronavirus and being quarantined and Mm -hmm. my gym closing and just not having the motivation to like figure out how to do a home gym setup in my apartment that isn't like multi-floors and like you know whatever like very hard to like have a gym and you're just like regular space um i'm sure many people can understand what i'm saying yeah Um, for sure yeah i definitely like gained weight that you know hadn't existed for a while because i was so on top of like my mental health and like working out like consistently to like make sure my brain was doing okay and then i stopped doing that and then like my brain like stopped being okay and then continued to like just not move my body and like I feel like I then again reflected that in like you know my body and so then there was the part of me that's like I I just it's a combination of like I didn't like the look of it but also it was just like I could feel that I wasn't strong anymore and like that literally just like scares me as a person I don't know I think it's like something that's like deep inside of me is just and I guess being a female identifying person um it's like scary out here like we literally can be attacked at any point not to be like a super negative person yeah but like I I, safety is a priority and self-safety is a major priority to me and I like to feel like I am my like I can protect myself like I am an independent independent person and I want to be able to protect myself in no, whatever scenario like should occur and I think that that keeps my mental health feeling great and yeah. if I'm strong that I'm strong in so many different elements and aspects yeah. of life and if I so then when I'm no longer strong I'm feeling weak and I'm feeling weak in so many different aspects right. of life I just feel like it is like an element of my body journey is just totally. like understanding that I feel best and most confident and have the best like perception of of this vessel that carries my energy which mm-hmm. is like truly all our bodies are at the end it's of the like, day it's I literally feel, just a vessel right it's i feel very conflicted though sometimes between and I, i'd be curious to hear what you say what you think about this between like my body is to some degree like it is just a vessel for like me as a person my soul whatever you want to call it a vessel but a temple but also yeah it's like the only home i have oh you it know? is our well, I was about to say it's our first home, but I guess like technically our mom's stomach is the first home okay. and then well. <laughs> our bodies came from but that. But it's, it's the only reality we have. It it, it does. And it's crazy because I do think that everybody's reality, it, like they see the world differently just based off of like their own body experience. Absolutely. Like if you're in pain all day, you're going to be yeah, a, your a different outlook person. on life you're, is going to be different everything. than a person who can like that's just one example mount that's just one example it might not be pain it might be but like just the way that we relate to our bodies is also must have a massive effect i would be curious to see what like psychologists think of this but like a massive effect on like who we are and not only who we are but like literally how we see reality like that's something i think about all the time no it's real diverging from what we're talking about but like it's funny that we all are experiencing yeah but it's like we're all experiencing the same world but none of us see it the same nope 
none of us see and we the don't exact because same of world culmination but... of experiences mm-hmm. who we are genetically mm-hmm. our body and compounds I think about just this all of it all the time like even you know somebody who could be as closely like my sister and i are only two years apart we grew up in the same house we grew up in the same you know setting we see the world differently like it's so mind-blowing how yeah, yeah. anyways that's definitely a diverging topic but <laughs> <laughs> yes or no yes or no yeah um yeah i feel like i really wrapped up i feel like chatted a long time about my my journey okay i also want to note that um i had a thought midway through this i know that we're talking about body image and whatnot and this is definitely like a very unique and um to every individual experience and topic and we are definitely like two white yeah skinny women talking about this um these are just kind of like our experiences and what we've found and i think that i've you know definitely found value in other people's opinions who live differently than me or you know have a different reality than me um so i i hope that yeah thank you for saying it that's very true and that's definitely something that i've been thinking about with just like this whole conversation as well like Mm -hmm. it i can i it is only fair for me to speak to only my experience which is like what i've we've primarily been doing but of course like just culturally like you know what hair represents in different cultures is drastically different than Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know my upbringing in new jersey uh, yeah you know in the 1990s i do think though like as much as we're all different like we all kind of struggle with like similar things like my story is definitely not unique to like like so like disordered eating was like a big part of of my journey and i experienced it in many forms and um that's definitely not unique to me and my body image like you know disordered eating happens among like across all across all humans yeah not only cultures but like you know you might not be visibly there's definitely like a stereotype of what you know somebody with quote-unquote like anorexia or or bulimia or whatever your you know um just restriction in any way like there's definitely a an image that we have in our minds of like this is what a quote-unquote like anorexic person looks like but it, it it's, oh, it's yeah. different for That's everyone bullshit. and i'm gonna try to not use those terms as for as, as much as i can throughout this just to like not be triggering because like to me those terms are like kind of like triggering on the edge yeah. and maybe after we record this we can record like a trigger warning yeah to some degree i think that'd be fair to put in the beginning but um yeah. i mean yeah. yeah even just going back to like not being able, able to speak to to everyone's experiences like i feel like going along with body image like i mean the amount of racism that exists like just within like you know like natural hair with people of color and mm-hmm. and the ways that they're discriminated against and then i mean going this, even deeper the skin tones of, totally. of people and you know like this goes back to you know but like obviously also like i again i can't necessarily speak for anybody who's you know i only know my own experience but um this goes back to what we were saying about like the 2000s like literally being white blonde skinny was like the thing yeah which i would be so interested in hearing like the history as to why that became the beauty standard because if you think back to like world war ii like it was yeah the well i blonde... mean it's european standards of course right, like a right. where country that but came like, from england even within the european like image like there's definitely more than blonde skinny you know what i mean yeah like, why but for was whatever that reason, the one that we'll came just, out on top genetically that's just more of them you think we're 
generated and yeah that's what the norm but just was like think of gene maybe because it was like um, a yeah, rarity but if, like, or like two parents are coming eyes. together yeah with yeah. like they're just multi-breeding hmm. anyways, anyways where was that going oh i just wanted to say like yeah like there's it 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 dives so deep yeah even just like skin color like that's another thing like i like have naturally like have this skin color that you can see and like not that I like say that I experience racism, but I I can understand that there's like racist roots by the compliment that I'm being given of like people always saying that like they love my skin or like my skin color. And like mm-hmm. it always makes me feel weird. And I literally just say, thanks, it's just my skin because <laughs> it it's the craziest phenomenon. And it goes along the lines of of racism in that like light-skinned people are praised and darker-skinned people within that color spectrum are usually like not told that they're not the standard for beauty like they're not like right i do think it's really interesting like i've always felt self-conscious of my skin color like my whole life because i'm like very pale within like so so like you have you know the, the beauty standard of like being white was like the the beauty right and then yeah within being white it was like you had to be tan to be beautiful but then it's like it's so backwards it's, it's so backwards it's like everyone strives for like this like light but skin as a kid, i was green eyed like, like multi-ethnic yeah. baby color and there's nothing wrong with that either you know being that person no either. because like, at the end of the day literally people are just are people. coming together making babies and the skin is the outcome of whatever the two parents genetic skin totally is coming from totally. and if it happens to be from two different cultures like what does it matter like it's in it yeah totally i mean we don't need to talk about the fact that racism is no yeah absolutely that's insane not, also and that's deeply not ingrained. necessarily like again we can only speak from our experiences yeah exactly exactly the, i and again to clarify like there's no world where i'm trying to say that like i could even like i'm passing as a person of color like i'm fully recognize i am a white person but i just happen to have more olive skin tone to where Mm -hmm. i can understand where people light-skinned people of color get this similar comments of like oh your skin is like rate is so like you know golden or whatever and it's just like perpetuating this notion that light-skinned is the standard for beauty and darker skinned or like really pale people aren't and it's just like yeah that i don't want to perpetuate that in any way and like also it's like very culturally because it's like that's where yeah especially like in like this culture new york new jersey like was very different than like you could go to other cultures where like being extremely like fair skin don't get me started on gym tan laundry right no exactly (laughs) (laughs) anyways moving on yeah you talk Um, this is you take the floor now let's let's hear i'll try to keep my story short just because i feel like i have kind of spoken about it in the past but um i mean i guess my story starts as like you know i grew up in a family where it was like two girls i was the oldest girl um my sister was like that and like i'm i also place no blame on my family too i want to like preface this with that um but I grew up in a family where like I had a younger sister who was definitely like the skinny blonde, you know, my my mom put her in like she wanted to. So my mom put her in like gymnastics and like cheerleading and like she was always like a little bit more athletic. She was definitely like, you know, she fit more of the beauty standards. And then there was me who was like really interested in like making websites and like 
I don't even know. I'm playing Zoo Tycoon. Oh my God. I played Zoo Tycoon so much. I sat on the computer like all day. I was not athletic. Um, like summer vacation would come and I, <laughs> summer vacation would come and I spent all summer playing Zoo Tycoon or Roller Coaster Tycoon on my computer. And I'm not even over exaggerating. Like we had a great backyard too like the house that i grew up grew up in Mm -hmm. and i was so lucky to have that backyard but i just sat inside on the computer all the time but granted like i'm doing what i do now because of those days of like (laughs) i learned how to like (laughs) you know i didn't have photoshop but i learned like the equivalent of you know for christmas one year i like asked for corel paint shop pro and i started making things i started making videos (laughs) yeah but um but at the time, like, I just felt incredibly self-conscious because I didn't meet all of these beauty standards of, like, I'd be reading all the magazines that I saw and, like, all the celebrities that I looked up to. Like, I didn't look like them. Like, I either was, I, I was, I was kind of like the, and it's crazy that I look back because I was like, I wasn't even chubby, but I felt like the chubby kid. And I remember, too, like, my great aunt telling us that my sister was, like, the creative and the athletic and, you know, she should go into, like, media and maybe being an actress and like art and i was just kind of deemed like the nerdy chubby sister i guess yeah and i remember just like growing up a little bit and you know um going through puberty and like i think like a little bit of like the chub kind of like (laughs) the chubs i don't like that phrase but um, a little of the you know i just like grew into my body a little bit more but that feeling of of being that person still kind of stuck with me and then i felt this like immense pressure to like start working out once i got to high school i felt like i needed to like fit instagram standards as instagram was growing like becoming a thing at first it was actually facebook and like the big thing was like taking facebook pictures with all of your friends and i just like felt like i never looked good in pictures but everybody else did and so i i definitely felt down on myself even though i didn't really talk about it much i would look at myself in the mirror you know the whole like just comparing myself and like overthinking about my body and definitely like body dysmorphia i'm so sure because i look back at pictures and i'm like i definitely looked like a very healthy human being there was nothing wrong um but at the time i just felt it to my core and then um i had a best friend who was like starting to get into fitness and so i was like kind of interested in it too because like she was doing it and i ended up just becoming really passionate about it and i actually like i look back on that time and i I definitely was very passionate about it and i didn't mean any malintent and i just started working out and then i started losing a little bit of weight and then i started like really you know still continuing to constantly look at myself in the mirror and I just kind of kept going with it and I definitely like was doing it from a place of like you know I I was passionate about it and this is again where I come back to what I was saying earlier about like I feel this weird um dilemma in my mind of like what is like passion and just because I want to do it and what is because it's like the stereotype and like the standard you know and so at the time it definitely was more leaning towards like I was doing it because of trying to change my body physically and like trying to look a certain way more than passion but I was like so passionate about it too at the same time and so I started taking nutrition courses in college and I started working out I started lifting weights because at the time Instagram was kind of just starting and I got really into like going on bodybuilding.com and I got really into like buying protein powders and like I never really counted like macros or calories or any of that stuff, but I did kind of like loosely track and I ended up being like severely underweight um, and ended up, you know, with a 
in disordered eating, like with anorexia, because I was like restricting what I was eating because I kept losing weight and I was like, I have to keep going. I have to keep going. I have to keep going. And um, yeah, this is actually like right before I met Tay. And so this was my, at this point, it's my junior year junior. of college. Yeah. It's 2014. And I'm like taking nutrition courses in the nutrition department of my school. That wasn't my major, but I was like taking courses just for fun. And um, I knew that I was treating my body not well. And I knew I was like so scared of food. That was the thing. Like I was trying to max out at like a thousand calories a day, which is like so radical. Again, I never really like in depth tracked. I just sort of like in my mind tracked and like tracking to begin with is just not something that I personally believe in at all anymore. Um, but I just remembered that and I was like, that's severely low. Like that is like yeah. not even your body can't sustain itself on that low. And, um, yeah, I just kind of kept going and going and I felt like I needed to keep going. And at, at some point I just felt like this isn't okay. I'm so scared. I can't do anything. I stopped hanging out with my friends. I was super, super isolated and granted, like I did just have different interests in them too. So like I look back on that and I'm like, it's sad that I lost those friends. But at the end of the day, like we, it was an easy thing to cut ties with because like we just didn't, not easy. It wasn't super easy, but like we just weren't, we were just different people. Yeah. Didn't align. Um, and, or at least at the time we were. And, so yeah like it was definitely like hindering my life though like my whole life was centered around like planning food and what I could and couldn't eat and just like the fear and like the number of fear foods I had was like insane and um yeah so then I decided also my hair was like starting to get really really flat and brittle and like I knew something was like wrong and then I lost my period which I kind of thought was because I had gotten off the pill at some point in all this too and so at the beginning I thought that that was why but then I realized like no it's because my body literally doesn't have the energy to and I had lost my period I think for like two and a half almost three it was almost three years actually um in the whole process of all this happening and and so you would say that um like a lot of like what was really underlying behind all of this was just like really trying to like fit into into this perceived totally. image of what you, and you needed point, to look like. I remember at one point, cause like Instagram was like just becoming a thing. I used to follow like a lot of like fitnessy people and people who definitely like just were naturally like had a certain like tall, skinny vibe to them. And I remember feeling like I needed to look like those people, but I just like, I'm not a tall, like we just have yeah. totally different body types. I just would follow people on social media and I was like, I have to look like them. But it wasn't even like it was it, it was such a toxic behavior in that like I I would just like look at myself in the mirror and I'm like, OK, one day I'm going to look like them. Yeah. When like it just wasn't going to happen. Yeah. Because um, genetically you are not made like this person totally, who is completely totally. different than your body type. Totally. <laughs> um, and yeah, so I knew I needed to get healthy and I was like taking those classes courses so like I did have like a general understanding of the way our body worked and like you know science and like biology and and nutrition and dietetics and whatnot but um so I just like kept researching and researching and researching and I kind of like knew I needed to do something good for my body and so I then went into recovery and basically the way that looked for me was um it, I was on a plant-based diet but it wasn't necessarily like in the beginning it definitely was like for the health and like 
I still did think that I could achieve the my dream body someday by being vegan. Over time, it definitely changed the, my view of veganism for sure. Um, but I mean, there were definitely like ethical and environmental reasons in there too. Like it was definitely like a combination, but like the primary focus was definitely like, I was told at the time, like I immediately fell into a fad diet within veganism, which was called high carb, low fat. And there was like this whole like raw till four movement going on. And like, you can eat as many bananas as you want. And I literally saw it as I can eat, you're telling me I can eat as much fruit and as many bananas, which at the time I was like kind of scared of sugar. Um, and they kept saying like, you can eat as much sugar as you want. You can eat as much potatoes as you want. You can eat as much of these certain foods as you want, which made me scared of all the other foods that were outside of those groups. Right. It opened up. I think it like, it was a good stepping stone for me because it opened up like my fear of just like eating lots of food. And so that was like a, just, you know, a step I think in like recovery, you know, I wasn't going to do it overnight. Like it definitely like gave me a step. And, um, so right away I just felt free. Like I felt like I could eat as much as I want, which was great. But again, only of certain foods, but over time, you know, as time kind of progressed, I realized that like other food groups were the science behind it. Yeah. Other food groups weren't going to kill me. Like it wasn't, you're not going to kill me, but like they weren't going to be the end of the world if I ate them. And like, then it became like, no, this is like normal. I can eat these things all the time. Um, and like, just, I, I grew into just listening to my body and also listening to my mind, listening to just like balance, I guess. And, um, that definitely took like three or four years. I like over time, it just sort of it went from being like super restriction to you can eat these food groups as much as you want to me being like, oh, those food groups aren't so bad to me them being like, OK, raw till four was kind of like like just following into that fad diet of like trying to be raw, trying to be raw till four, which I never really had heard, adhered, 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 adhered to <laughs> at all. Um, and like that was like ruining my mental health and my physical health. And then like also realizing that many other people were affected in the same way by it. And, um, just over time, what is Rue doing over time? Just finding my balance and, um, coming to a point where like, I really don't overthink food, like at all. If anything, like I don't give much consideration, like I'm more focused on everything else that I'm doing in my day rather than what I'm eating. And, um, I'm definitely more focused on like what I enjoy and what my body feels like, um, more so what I enjoy (laughs) though. Yeah. So how do you feel like, do you feel like your specific body image and your relationship to food, like once you figured out that like you did have this disordered eating thing going on, mm-hmm. um, do you feel like you like directly saw reflections within your body, like the way you progressed throughout your food journey? Because I feel like food yeah. and body image are like very obviously very closely linked and tied mm-hmm. um but like i i feel like What's your journey with food doesn't necessarily have to be your journey with your body if that makes sense totally what's interesting is that like for all of the years that i was like really trying to control my food and my body i never felt like i was at home in my body and then all of a sudden once i found balance like i felt like instantly like I was at home yeah and like 
I feel like I finally like you know when people say like like I like you you know at some point you grow into your body like like they say that with like kids all the time or like boys when they go through puberty they like grow into their body you know what I mean totally they kind of like hit a point I feel like I didn't hit that until I found balance like I all of a sudden like came into my own self but for years I felt like I was like looking at myself in the mirror and like I just didn't see me and I didn't even not just looking in the mirror like I didn't feel me yeah and I can't even explain what I mean by that because it was never no, like you about, don't need to it you it didn't never, feel at home in your body yeah and that's it was never real. about the image it was more so about like some things doesn't feel right yeah I feel like it's the same concept as second that I took away like physical activity something that's been like so ingrained in me my entire life mm-hmm. like the second that that was taken away is like the second that I start like having these more like negative connotations to my body because like um yeah it's just like it is so connected like I didn't feel at home because I wasn't doing the thing that like makes my body feel like my home which is like strengthening it and making it my temple and what's interesting is like in in the the moments that I you know quote unquote didn't feel at home in my body no i wish you guys could see this <laughs> rue is standing on the other side of the room <laughs> pawing at herself in the mirror it's not gonna open no it's not gonna open rue, rue, that's you anyways sorry. <laughs> but no yeah in like the years where i didn't feel in my body myself in my body it was the years that i was trying to control and also the years that my body weight was like fluctuating the most um just objectively you know from the out like i literally went from being severely underweight to i don't want to say it was overweight i don't really know how to describe it yeah but no um, i mean i think that's that's also a great place to just like inject that body weight fluctuation is so normal and like i feel like is not talked about enough at all i also (laughs) will say that even like within my like feeling maybe that wasn't the great way to explain what i was saying but yeah yeah, yeah. no even within feeling myself like my body weight fluctuates all the time yeah same i'm just saying like it's it's interesting that like in the extremities like i had obviously everything in between but in like the super light and you know severely underweight to like whatever i was like i experienced many weights in between and like i never felt myself then yeah because um, you just like still weren't properly taking care of yourself exactly, exactly. the way that Even your though, body needed you to be yeah like it's like i got super super skinny and i was like okay well i'm not happy here and then i was like in between i was like i'm not happy here and then i was like at higher and i was like i'm not happy here you know what i mean <laughs> yeah like, no, at totally. no point because all it took was for you to like be, be like me. hey yeah, yeah, l- yeah let me listen to what my body is telling me it's yeah. telling me my gut is unhappy my also X, my y, not Z even just unhappy. my body but like what my mind wanted to do because like i just let other things control yeah like food ran my life whereas like now life runs my life yeah i want to experience many things yeah and not only food but like food and body image ruled my life yeah and now life rules my life yeah if that makes sense absolutely just living the life that makes you happy Mm -hmm. and not letting details and outside perspectives yeah impact and i that. do think i've done a lot of res- reflection on the idea of balance and all i can say is again with the, like not feeling at home in your body it's kind of the similar concept but balance looks different to everyone mm-hmm. and 
balance has no definition balance has no this is how to find balance this is like the, the xyz how to but balance there's no such thing as balance but what you know when you're not in balance oh absolutely is what i'm it, yeah is what i'm trying to get at like totally there's no one set definition of balance the only thing that you can really feel is when you're not in balance you can identify oh absolutely but balance itself and sometimes it's, it's honestly identify. even hard figuring out what gives you balance like i think totally. that that's literally just what life is mm-hmm. is figuring out a what balance even looks like for you mm-hmm. and then b how to achieve it like mm-hmm. is it athletics that's going to like make me happy is it going to be like skateboarding or like you know like just whatever it is that brings you that confidence it's yeah it's really about knowing and learning yourself which which like for me is so hard even at 26 years old a random one but like what makes me feel balanced is like sleep yeah is my sleep routine so real and everything it's not like like some people would think like oh it's i just eat healthy 80 percent of the time and i don't eat 80 eat healthy 20 percent of the time I don't know what my ratio yeah, is. No, like, that's, that's not what makes me feel imbalanced. What makes me no. feel imbalanced is like personally, personally, like my sleep routine yeah. is when I'm getting up and going to bed. If I feel like I have the day to, to me, which is also something that like I probably should analyze. But like if I wake up really late, I feel really bad and then I'm out of balance with everything else. And like if I wake up too early, I also don't feel great. Like, I don't know. It's just something that I feel yeah. is really, really important to me. Yeah. And something that's and like you know constant, that about yourself. Yeah. And yeah. this is only something I've recently deduced. It's something that I've like, I don't know. I'm going to open the door because <laughs> yeah, Bruce like pawing at stop. it. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, I feel like we're about wrapping up anyways. Yeah. Um, I mean, do you feel like you have more that you would like to touch upon on on your journey with your body and, and just mean, how you feel? Mine specifically could be like an entire episode. I wasn't really entirely sure where we were going with this but like obviously we could talk about this in another episode too yeah if you guys have more questions oh why don't you pull um, up a couple of the questions i, I should we took we briefly looked at them and i feel like we might have touched upon them naturally with just the things that we chatted about today yeah. but um yeah, um these last like few minutes let's go over some answer some questions so we did get questions in the previous couple episodes in the comments on youtube just for like general like Q and A questions at the end, but I will answer these ones from Instagram specifically in this video, and we can save the other ones. Okay, yeah, yeah. Is that a good thought? Because I don't want to say like we're not going to get to those other questions. Yeah, no, definitely. <laughs> someone asked about someone in their life has been open about dealing with disordered eating, and how can they be supportive and not triggering? Honestly, um, I think that tell them that you're there for them. I had friends who just didn't know how to Support. react and kind of like left and you don't know what's going on in their mind and so like not necessarily trying to force like your own narrative down their definitely brain because like again everyone's relationship to life is so different it's their journey that they're going on Mm -hmm. but um being supportive with them along the way because it's going to take a long time and also i feel like uh, for me personally like i was definitely open and i was like desperate for help but the minute people tried to tell me what to do or how to live my life I was like extremely defensive like some things I just needed to come to on my own I would say like just really be there for them like honestly sometimes it's just a hug yeah sometimes because again you you can't 
necessarily like jump into their brain and have them um think the way that you do or like change the way that they're thinking because it's their journey and it's their life and it's their relation to reality but letting them know like i'm here for you with whatever and i will even just like drop what i'm doing because i know that you're going through something really 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 difficult and i'll be there if you like need a hug i'll come home if you need a hug you know yeah um that's it that's if you could be like physically with the person i yeah, was gonna say yeah. something like similar even if it sorts. was like virtual hug yeah you know just like let um, the person know like first of all th- that's a giant step of vulnerability that the that they even came to you to let you know that they're like going through something so mm-hmm, big and mm-hmm. so impactful to their life mm-hmm. um so just like be generous with that and just think about a time of like when you've been really vulnerable and how that feels and just kind of like give off you know what anyone would want and it's just like you know a little bit of support and however that looks for that person and just kind of be like first of all like thank you for sharing that with me and then second of all like I love you no matter what and I think it's incredible that you're taking steps to better yourself and figure out you know like how to make your your self the most optimal that you can be yeah and just be like however that looks for that person yeah just like give them that support and just let them know that like nothing has to change like the friendship doesn't have to change like literally you're just Mm -hmm. there for that person be like i am here for you even like asking like you know from time to time like how I you see that you're struggling with something like how are you feeling and what do you need and is there anything that I can do because sometimes like they do just want to talk about it with someone and and um offering like you know is there anything that I can help with you know maybe yeah. that's um yeah. you know even just like getting a book from the library for them or like the, I don't know why that's the first example that came to my mind but like no yeah yeah I think that's great advice yeah let's hit another question another question Let's do, how many should we do? Should we do like one or two more and then wrap it up? squeaky toy. (laughs) Bad timing, Rue. I don't know if you guys could hear that in the background, but (laughs) she's been. Just let it go. Puppy mode all morning. What are some free forms of self-care? Your girl broke. (laughs) My brain could not process how you, how you read that. I was like, free form. (laughs) What is a free form? (laughs) um what are free forms of well, self-care your girl broke well think, your girl broke so i can feel that yeah um but again i think we really did kind of touch a touch upon that mm-hmm. it's it's really just like whatever releases those endorphins for you and gets you feeling good like yeah. me and christy have talked about on, on way past episodes before that we both enjoy dancing our solo dances get the wiggles out which makes which feels good that's definitely like probably my favorite form of self-care like i just close my door at night and like dance with my headphones in by myself in front of the mirror usually because i just like will make funny faces well you gotta see what it looks like also i should have included that in my journey because i think that's been like the biggest thing in helping me not only find like self-confidence but in my balance journey like yeah. help me connect with my body totally and i can't even describe how or why but just like being with myself by myself and like instead of criticizing myself in the mirror like maybe that's why it's like been such a big thing for me because it used to be growing up like i was criticizing myself but now, it's now like, you're like oh girl hit that move exactly exactly <laughs> um and like sometimes i look at myself in the mirror and i like remind myself of all the good things that i like 
like about myself which like comes totally. out through music like sometimes songs just make you feel like incredibly competent and sassy or like the lyrics of a song are like you know like all talking about like i've like a, one of the examples i can think about is um wafia's new song um oh my gosh what is it called the good things where she just talks about like i've got good things in my life or yeah. back yeah, in the day like i used a feel to love good song. like it's such a cheesy song but was it the weekend like i feel it coming i feel it coming i have no idea what you're oh, singing okay. but I'm pretty sure. sure it was the weekend and it was like just a song of like i feel good things coming in my life like totally you know sometimes songs like that come up and you're just like yeah um and you just dance with yourself in the mirror just listen to feel good songs and like yeah. jive 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 love that but i'd say like other freeways journaling journaling yeah you always tell me to do that i need to be so much better i think my my brain would would absolutely love if i journaled and i say this and then like i just have not journaled but Mm -hmm. i definitely definitely need to and want to but yeah like even for me like as simple as like going for a walk at sunset is like a big endorphin release for me personally Mm -hmm. and i just like brisk walk or whatever pace i'm feeling pop some tunes on a podcast walk to my favorite sunset spot watch the sunset feel grateful for the day that just passed in front of my eyes and yeah something i've been really really loving is I don't necessarily meditate anymore, which is like definitely a good thing to to do. I just personally have not been in my routine with that. But instead, I take like solitude time to myself, which could be like dancing. But so this is going to sound really bougie, but I'll circle back. <laughs> Stay, I with promise. <laughs> Stay with us. Um, recently, well, in January or February, me and two of my roommates chipped in each a hundred dollars and bought a secondhand sauna <laughs> off of um craigslist yeah it's like literally like 11 or 12 years old the yeah. sauna and it was in some family's garage and we went and disassembled it and got it and it was 300 dollars total we each chipped in a hundred dollars incredible probably the best hundred dollars i've ever Absolutely. spent you don't have to do this in a sauna but just using this for reference because you literally <laughs> you're trapped in a box like it's literally closed and i'm forced to sit there with myself in silence and i purposefully don't bring my phone with Mm, me mm -hmm. or anything with me and i just sit in there and this could be your room but the sauna has been great because literally well first of all it's hot and you start to like panic a little bit so it brings (laughs) you like really present which probably not great advice to like sit there and panic but um my phone's not in there like i can't get out i can't get to my phone because it's physically not in the room yeah so like it could just be sitting in your room um and just trying to be as present with yourself and like you might start to panic if you don't have any technology with you because it's like oh what do i do no um do not put that in people's brains you're absolutely okay if you're separated from your technology no but that's what i mean by like like sometimes you just get bored and so like that's kind of like a panic state of like what do i do i'm in this room and i would say like spend 20 or 30 minutes just like by yourself with no technology closed in a room it sounds really depressing <laughs> but does wonders like, for like making you present yeah. and it's not necessarily meditation because i'm not like sitting there and like purposefully meditating um but it's kind of a similar effect and like maybe bring a journal if you want to but i just start sort of like think and i just feel really present and i feel like yeah. i get a lot Being of present. like i think through like problems that i would have otherwise avoided and uh, to me that's self-care yeah 
on a similar vein, I don't bring my phone into my bedroom anymore. Like okay. literally at all. It doesn't enter my bedroom. Yeah. Um, unless like I'm like folding clothes and I have a podcast on or something. Yeah. But um, yeah, at night and in the morning, I just leave my phone in the living room and uh, well, my partner would use the his phone for an alarm system. So right. <laughs> that's really the only tricky part of it. Yeah. But I think that I just need to search facebook marketplace to find like a, an alarm a clock yeah a clock that yeah. has an alarm ability but also like i wake up every day at like six o'clock i feel like and then i like assess myself if like i want to either like get up go back to sleep set an alarm yeah. go to the bathroom xyz like you yeah. know so like i feel like there's always the availability to like still go to sleep without technology next to my face and still wake up without technology next to my face and then like make my decisions from there of yeah. like how i want to something that i really need to my start day. doing is um i used to not use my phone until after i was done with like my morning routine yeah part of the day um which is tricky because part of my morning routine is like physical movement and i typically like my music while yeah, i do that yeah. um but i wouldn't check like email or social media yeah until later on in the day um but i've been bad at that lately yeah it really feels so good to not just like have media mm-hmm. shoved down mm-hmm. your face the second but you I open also, your eyes i yeah and i have been consuming it but i also feel like and this is we could probably do an episode on like balance with social media because i don't should. feel the way i used to about yeah. it because like i'll just like kind of scroll it like not necessarily like super mindlessly but like you know just like check it check what's up for five ten minutes and then like i'm done like i don't find it super difficult Mm. to like stop scrolling yeah Yeah. um it's kind of gone back to like the way i originally used to use social media but anyways that's a topic for another day i think self-care is really just um my stomach just growled did you hear that (laughs) no but whoever someone is cooking downstairs and Uh, it smells phenomenal Mm. and uh yeah it's definitely made me pretty (laughs) hungry as well but yeah i think self-care is really just about doing something for you not doing something for somebody else so like it can come in so many forms it could come in walking it could come in like i just want to sit here and watch a youtube video my favorite youtube video for a million youtube videos or or paint a canvas or dj music or whatever like find a hobby make Make it your food hang out with like somebody that you love um those are all forms of self-care it's not like you know i have to go to work because like i put a mask on my face i have to paint my nails in order to have self-care i have to buy a cake or you know no it's no it's it's whatever you want if you want to buy a cake then that's self-care if you have to then that's not <laughs> yeah exactly um but yeah so i hope that kind of answered that question yeah we've been talking for quite a while yeah so i think we should think wrap this time up. to wrap up definitely but i think this was a great talk i had a good time talking yeah. about this and hopefully you guys all find it somewhat relatable or hopefully you know can take tidbits from what we said yeah definitely very personal and again like your experiences might be super super different from us um i'd hope that in in some way that this was valuable for you um hopefully was not triggering in any way and because that's just something that i'm definitely very cognizant of because it's like a topic that's i definitely don't consume like any content that's related to like i don't watch what i eat in a day videos i don't really listen to like body Mm. image how i'm feeling in my body because i just it's cool that's your body i don't really yeah you know um but it that's because it's like a triggering thing for yeah. me because we just want to be here to say to love your body no yeah, matter totally, what totally. your body is because totally. we've all have been given 
drastically different bodies also, in this world in relation incredibly to incredibly beautiful bodies yeah hair skin weight how like, our bodies do these things how you even have like eyes that you know blink and hair that grows out of your head and um we are the most complex organism to the fact that we haven't even found other forms of like Mm -hmm. significant life elsewhere because of how complex our makeup is we still don't even understand our makeup like we still don't understand the complexities of the brain and like how things even work we get sick our bodies fight it off sometimes it can't like we we're trying to figure out how to create solutions like it's Mm -hmm. insane and Mm -hmm. for us to like look in a mirror and be like i hate what i see is just not not worth it this life is not that long and and it's it it feels really good to love the body that you're in yeah and as hard as it sometimes seems like it can be it really really is as easy as just not caring of what other people think and even if it even if like and then asking it takes yourself a while. why yeah. you care like, why do you care and figure and once that's figured out like, what everyone else is saying is just so unimportant yeah. who cares what they think and then just like keep asking yourself why 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 in what you think know yourself know yourself and sometimes it might be as simple as well like why am i shaving my legs because society is telling me or not society but like i feel like i have to yeah like okay why yeah why why yeah totally all right all right well talk to you later see you next week love you love you bye bye